All right, all right, guys, feel me out here. I feel like Paul Felder and crew, they missed out on a golden opportunity for some off-the-cuff comedy last Saturday night as UFC Fight Night Smith versus Clark opened up with a matchup between Luke Sanders and Nathan Manus. Nathan Manus. You know, could have thrown something early out there. You know, Sanders throwing some probing shots at my anus, trying to get his distance. You know what I'm saying? Maybe after an exchange, something along the lines of Sanders really banging one out with my anus. Nothing? <laughs> More on that fight card later in the oh, show. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey Hoffman, and this is Nikki the G. Nicholas Sherlock. Welcoming you guys to the 16th episode of the Fight Sport Focus podcast. We missed our quinceanera last episode, but this might be our DAC Sesanera, if that's a party for 16-year-old Mexican girls. <laughs> <laughs> Just announced, everybody, uh, Leon Rocky Edwards. Come to find out the, uh, the coronavirus was his clubber lang. I think Leon is trying to get that coronavirus on purpose. He was like, oh, shit, it's getting closer to a fight. We know I don't actually like to fight. I just like to talk about fighting. He was like you said, he's out. He was out in the parking lot, opening up, kissing bums. He was hanging out at the COVID research centers. He's like, oh, let, let, let me taste that swab real quick. At this point, it's been, what, six or seven years since we've seen Mr. Edwards in the octagon. Have to assume he can still fight, but it's hard to tell with so much time off. All I can know is he's really good at getting out of fights. I know that. Like, he's an expert at that. Well, his fight with Kamzat Smesh Smesh Chemayev canceled. That's not mm, an smish. official nickname, by the way. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> smesh. Smesh. smesh Smesh. Kevin Holland, man, he's out of this weekend's main event bout with Jack Hermanson. That hurt my heart, man. Dude, that was a tough one, right? Because he's one of our guys. And when I say one of our guys, that just basically means he likes our stuff on social media. You don't have to do anything you know, outlandish. You don't have to be an undefeated 29 and no right. champion. That's right. Just give us a like, a share and every now recently, and then. Then recently our, 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 our guy, Curtis razor blades mm. out, out with the, Rona. with the vid, man. You know, we say it all the time, man. Rona's undefeated. Remains undefeated. hundred percent finish rate. You know, that's right. People don't even take the walk to fight Rona. They get Rona and go, all right, I'm going home. I'm out. So Marvin Vittori, He's stepped up to save the show. And uh, let me tell you something about this uh, Marvin Vittori, man. Tell me, tell me a little something. He, he's got a bad temperament for an Italian. You know, I, they're usually such a jovial people, I think. You know, you don't meet a lot of Italians out there with that kind of mal, mal intent. So, hey, real quick, should I use XX Pro of Valencia filter on my picture? <laughs> they also have a jefe that I haven't used yet. Well, I don't speak the Spanish language, uh, but I would venture off to say that jefe must mean some really something really good. So I'd I'd go with the jefe. Uh, Kayla told me this week that's what we should start calling you. She goes, he said, hey, why don't he have a nickname? He needs a nickname. Y'all should call him Jeffrey Jefe Hoffman. Well, there you have it, folks. That's how uh, nicknames are born. If that's how they work, <laughs> that's how they happen right for, there. For, for my people out there with nicknames, and you don't remember how it happened. It was probably a scenario just like that. Dude, I have a little brother named Two Shoes, and I don't have a flying fuck how he got that name. But <laughs> even my parents call him this. Like, no one knows how he got it, though. It just happened one day. I'm sure it was a situation just like the one that unfolded. Well, if you ask him, he goes, stay out of my personal affairs. <laughs> so uh, Kevin Holland, he's uh, rescheduled for December 12th. He's, he's taking on Jacare now, which... Uh, I think could be a more dangerous matchup for our, our fight sport focused friend in Kevin Holland, Clay Guida. Hey man, we just saw him uh, hanging out in Miami with, uh, with his guy, uh, Eddie Hoke fighting bare knuckle fighting championship 14. Uh, Clay Guida just announced, man. Oh yeah. He's taking on Michael Johnson. We were just Super talking Bowl about weekend. it at the hotel. We were like, man, does he fight anymore? And I was like, Oh yeah, he steps in there every once in a while. The carpenter is ready to go. He what, looked good, man. He looked good. What do you think about that matchup with uh with Michael Johnson? Michael I think Johnson's Michael Johnson beats guy. him up. You think so? Clay has never done anything exceptionally well. He's tough as nails. Yeah. 
and he's got cardio out this world. Volume, volume, but, and a lot of weird angles because he's real. Yeah. He's real wiry in there. You know. He's well, I mean, I think he, lost, your eyes I think he a lot lost a little at. something when he cut the hair. You know, it's not going everywhere anymore. <laughs> but Michael Johnson, he's just built different, man. Extreme knockout power, yeah. super athlete. He's very, very long. Seems like with Michael Johnson, as long as you uh, survive that first round, you're gonna probably edge it out. You just can't get caught in that first five minutes. But if he catches you, man, he yeah. hits hard. My man Neil Magny hasn't been getting any love lately. I, I need I need Neil back on the back in the game, dude. Maybe that could be the fight that saves our card coming up. Neil Magny steps in, takes on Smesh Smesh Chamaya. I think Neil Magny might could beat him. It would be. It'd be it'd be a, it'd be a huge test for Smesh. Can Smash Smash get past a legit gangster like Neil Magny? Yeah. I mean, because if he goes in there and smashes Neil Magny the way he smashed everybody else, oh, baby, we have we have a rising star. Yeah. Neil Magny's a wild card. If man. he could beat Neil Magny, I believe he goes straight into title talks. Like, hey, some somebody top three has got to fight this dude now. Yeah. Because nobody wants to fight this man. Nobody wants to they fight. They should change his nickname to HIV because <laughs> nobody wants him. There's just nothing but downside with fighting him. If you win, you know, he's a new guy that you probably should have beat. And if you lose, you know, you, you lost to the relatively new guy and you probably got your ass beat by him. So it's it, there's very little upside in taking that fight right now. So well, the people who are signing up for it, you got to give them props. Do you remember when uh, Rich Clemente back in the UFC, Dana White used to call him the prospect killer? Because mm. that's all Rich did was the new guys that were on the rise smash them yeah that's a good name for the gatekeeper man it's like no you're not you're just the prospect uh, i remember smasher, when people were man. so high on sam i mean on uh sam hunt they were like oh he's knocking people out yada 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 rich went in there and beat the dog shit out of him <laughs> same thing with terry Edmond. terry Edmond was having like highlight reel knockouts and rich was like can he wrestle like we're about to find out <laughs> mike tyson and uh roy jones jr had them a little scuffle over the weekend i thought that was a great fight, man. I thought Mike looked fantastic. Mike looked great. It just looked like Roy Jones came to hug, man. Like, I don't know if he wanted to make out with Tyson or if he was like, man, he is super <laughs> Not that sexy. there's anything wrong with that. Let me, let, me throw my, you know? let me get my hands around him. But every time they broke up, Mike was throwing shots to the body yeah. with the vengeance. Yeah, I, I think that Roy Jones Jr. in the first 20 to 25 seconds or so figured out that he was in a much different fight than he was expecting from a 50, what, two, 54. 54-year-old Mike Tyson. He and, thought it was going to be an exhibition, and the first little exchange, mm -hmm. Tyson threw some heat, and yep. he was like, oh, shit, and that's like, where we bad. And that's where we got to the, the fighting in close and a lot of grabbing. Just Did trying you see to get Evander, minutes. Evander Holyfield said that he wants to fight Mike Tyson again. He was, he was, on, he was all over social media today saying, let's make it happen. And, I mean, they, he said he was right. He goes, he goes, Roy Jones and Mike Tyson is a good local promotion. He said, but Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson three. Yeah. That has global potential. Yeah, you're right. A lot of these guys, uh, after watching that fight, even uh, Lennox Lewis made a post saying that he wants to, he wants to get another win. It's that's so cool. Right. Cause I mean, it's, it's boxing and you're fighting another guy that's same position as you are right. Older guy out of the limelight for a decade or so. It's, it's, it's win-win, man. And for old boxing fans and fight fans like us, man, it's awesome to see. Side note, man. Yeah, because I, I watch boxing, what, I mean, like twice a year. Like, I'm not the guy that's going to sit on, like, Friday night fights and, like, oh, who's boxing? Yeah. Unless it's, like, a huge name, I'm not watching it. Yeah, well, it's not like it was in the 90s. No, it wasn't, like, at the 90s, like, it was real boxing. Like, now it's a lot of hugging. Like, even Deontay Wilder, like, no disrespect to him. Like, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete. But when my heavyweight champion is throwing windmill punches, yeah. like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Side note here, man. Uh, old Mike Tyson, come to find out, he uh, he partook in a marijuana cigarette before uh, coming out for that A fight. little doobie? Yeah. That's what he said. That's just who he is, man. <laughs> How can you not absolutely love Mike Tyson, man? The greatest thing he said in the fight was in the pre-fight interview. They asked him, why, Mike, why? And he said, because it makes me uncomfortable. He said, then why do it? He said, as a man, we should be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that hit me. I was like, wow. From the mouth of Mike Tyson, wisdom flows. Yeah. Love. Who who the thunk? Yeah. Dude, the person that Mike Tyson just, became. Just 30, year, is... just 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, he was fist fighting Sonny Liston in a jewelry store in New York. <laughs> yeah. The the person that Mike Tyson became is it's so amazing when you compare that to who he was as a fighter and right when he got out of fighting, because I mean, he was, 
yeah, he was the guy that was in and out of prison and missed out on his biggest fight because he was in prison. I still don't think I still don't think Mike Rape Robin. I, I've I've heard this story a million times, and as someone who spent majority of my adult life listening to people lie with in, in law enforcement, like kind of telling like Mike's story has never changed, like ever. I mean, if he did it, I think he'd say it by now. Yeah, but I don't think he did it. I'm sure there was copious amounts of alcohol and drugs involved. But the which... best, the best fight of the night had oh, to be Mr. Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. I thought you said Jake Floyd. Was it like uh, no? no? No, I did compare Jake Paul to Floyd Mayweather on a, on a Facebook post because you have all these clowns on on social media that go, "He's, I mean, he's better than ninety percent of you. At least he's got the guts to get in there." It takes no guts to get in the ring. No, he, None whatsoever because you sign the average a million dude gets dollar in a street fight. Yeah. Get in there. It's, That's just how it works. Like, dude, yeah. it, it's not about taking the guts to get in there. It's about mastering your craft. And whether you like the Paul brothers or not, these dudes work their dicks off yeah. training to get ready to fight. And Jake Paul looked good, man. Yeah. Nate Robinson was rushing in, had no clue what he was doing. And somebody was like, uh, he was a two-sport uh, scholarship athlete in college. I was like, that's great. He's a three-time NBA slam dunk contest. That's wonderful. Yeah. I saw every single one of those dunks, and I cheered. I think he lost a couple of those to Dwight, but I <laughs> cheered when he won. No basketball hoop in the boxing ring. But NBA, somebody said, was well, stands for never boxing again. <laughs> I saw Swaggy P put a tweet on there that said, uh, this is not a representation of the NBA. Uh, my man, Vin Lee, posted one today. said, dude, I'm tired. I need a little nap. About to go Nate-Nate. <laughs> Yeah, look, Jake looked good. I mean, he looked uh he looked like a guy that's starting out making his way. I'd like to see him a little bit tighter with his stance, a little tighter with his punches, you know, instead of coming out and exposing himself. I think he extending had, himself too I much. I think he had to reach to land those shots because anytime he tried to get into boxing in the pocket range with Nate, Nate would grab him. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just Oh, my God. He had Nate on Dream Street, boy. Did you watch his fight before with the other YouTuber KSI? Yeah, he knocked that dude out too, though. Yeah, a, a markable improvement between the two oh, fights for him absolutely. too. So it's, it's he's obviously training, he's obviously putting in the work, and it's you know, and who are we to say that you know because you're filthy rich and you're a YouTuber, then you're not going to be able to become because you know if you put your time in the gym. There's dude. one thing anybody knows, man. If you want to do, uh, you want to be a ground karate practitioner, you want to get that BJJ black belt, you get it ten or twelve years, you know, ten hours a week, and it's going to happen, right? Like you're not born with it. You you put in the time, it's going to happen. Right. Uh, and and who's to say that it's not going to happen with Jake? Right. He's putting in the time. Uh, let the man give him his shine when he. I mean, do you think Nate Robinson liked and subscribed to Jake? <laughs> That's the main question. And That's a lot the of people says the a lot of people says, uh, forget that Nate Robinson asked for this fight. Mm hmm. Sometimes you ask and you shall receive. Yeah, that's what the legend says, that uh, upon the knockout blow, Jake Paul whispered into the wind. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I mean, uh, I think it's true. This episode, guys, we've got uh, Douglas Freeman and Ethan Hughes coming on to join us in just a bit on the phone. They're going to be facing each other at uh, Empire Fighting Championship on December 19th. Empire Fighting Championship. I need yeah. to text Christian back because he was supposed to send me the fight card. He has yet to do so. We've got uh, two nights of fights back-to-back -back coming from Empire Fighting Championship, December 18th and December 19th. Uh, that card's going to be in conjunction with Bayou Fighting Championship because shows in Louisiana still forbidden. Yeah, a little merger. Um, so two nights of fighting. We've got Douglas Freeman and Ethan Hughes facing each other. Maybe we can get a little, a little jawing, a little smack talk between the two. And we're going to give our picks for UFC Fight Night Hermanson versus Vittori on Friday's episode. Make sure to tune in to get our picks. Hey, man. And Friday we should from... If I'm not mistaken, I think old Professor Marcus Dempsey will be joining us live. Yeah, we're going to have in uh, studio. Professor Marcus Dempsey live in studio, and we're going to make a phone call out to Nakia Brown, exciting up-and-coming uh, young MMA fighter. I know Marcus is a high, high-level black belt, but I think what's going to happen is I think El Jefe is going to arm wrestle him <laughs> and see if he can one-up the jiu-jitsu world champ. No, we're just going to clear out some of this furniture in here. We'll start rolling around the living room. Like, 
I think he's I think he's got a he's got a grapple us tag team style. <laughs> yeah. That's like every time we tag, we got five seconds to joint work together. There would be some other rules like biting is allowed. Yeah. I, I feel like if you allow biting, it, there's a lot of room for what about the anal palata? Oh, for sure. That's what I was saying. Okay, that's so I thought so. <laughs> hey man, let's look back at the main card UFC fight night, Smith versus Clark. Nick. You and I had the same picks. I think we went with all the favorites because that's how it is sometimes. And you know, we yeah. went two and two on the night. Batten five hundred. We're getting we're getting the, the the important ones yeah. right though. And look, if that Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis fight, if that one would have happened, pretty damn sure we're three and two, right? Because oh, yeah. I think Kurt gets in there and grapple fucks. I don't Derek think Lewis Curtis Lewis is the Popeyes man, <laughs> the Popeyes mascot. So let's look at that fight card here. Um, Jonathan Pierce got it done over Kai Kamaka. Next up, Ashley Evans-Smith took on Norma Dumont. And uh, Smith, not her best performance. A lot of guys are saying, uh, a lot of commentators out there saying didn't look like she wanted to necessarily be in there. Uh, it could be, you know, she's busy with the Instagram and the, the modeling, all that kind of stuff. Might not have her head in the fight game. Pretty sure that uh, her and Carla Esparza are uh, piece so not that there's anything wrong with that it's 2020 right we're all friends here next up spike the alpha ginger carlisle got that dude took a beating got a beating from bill algio you know that oh wild bill delgio yeah more like the beta ginger oh shots fired shot it was a 15 minute mauling Josh Parisian, Parker Porter, couple heavyweights throwing down. Parker Porter got him the dub. Co-main event, we had Miguel Baeza taking on Pancrasis Takashi Sato. Baeza improved to 10-0. and And what turned out to be a, a, a quick but great fight, Anthony Smith and Devin Clark. Yeah. A lot of people before that fight on the uh, social interwebs were uh, – Kind of bad mouthing Anthony Smith, man. Like Mr. You know, knocking his teeth out, getting back in the octagon. And you know, Anthony Smith, he he fell a couple fights this he didn't year. Have he no, lost a few. Nobody gave him any of those uh memes that said he's got guts to even get in the cage. Like he didn't, nobody, he didn't get none of that. No love, no love for Anthony Smith. You know, he's a rough and rugged guy. You know, he's got he's got a couple jailhouse made tattoos. It, made it made it look easy too. Yeah, oh, he did. Man. Locked up great. the triangle and uh, a lot of people don't understand, man. The triangle is not as easy to lock up. It's a simple, yeah. it's a simple su uh, submission to execute, but it's so easy to see coming. Yep. And it's not easy, but he like kind of big brothered him. Uh, the only thing that I would have changed, like I was telling you earlier, is when you crunch down, you can pull the head down. The ref don't see you. Take your pinky, and I like to call it the COVID swab, <laughs> and you just run it up that nostril, nice and tight, and then you do that come here motion. <laughs> tickle that nasal cavity. It's just submission every you get, time. You get the tap every time. Every time. You might get COVID, but <laughs> it's worth it for a UFC yeah, win. Make sure to sanitize right when you get out of that. That's right. As soon as you come out, you just got to hold it up like you're doing high <laughs> tea. Like, I got the, got the, got the sauce. The sauce. Anthony Smith, uh, a very, very underrated ground game. He's a BJJ black belt. Uh, and he locked up a great triangle. The setup was fantastic. He controlled Clark's right arm, had it out straight. Didn't know uh, Clark from Clark's perspective. Maybe he's going for a Kimura or something like that. And he popped it, popped that leg out, opened up his guard, popped that leg over. Mr. Clark was just trying to, I mean, he's been able to out athlete and out muscle yep. a lot of people. And you're in somebody's guard. That's and oftentimes safe. And he just wasn't safe. able to do that to Anthony Smith. Anthony yep. Smith is a big, strong guy. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and like I was saying, oftentimes. I'm not, I'm not so Anthony Smith is ready to climb back into the top 10 yet, but no. he's definitely, he needs a top 15 guy. I mean, I don't think it's and the same thing. I said, a lot of guys are saying like, it's disrespectful. He felt disrespected to be fighting a guy who's unranked. Yeah. And I mean, he showed that he went out there, made quick work of Devin and then was like, all right, who's next? Like yeah. he took no damage, no damage, did what he needed to do. First round finish against a guy that he should have finished in the first round. Nice and quick. It's awesome job. Awesome, awesome fight from Anthony Smith. There's, and I'm, there's levels to this. No disrespect to the Brown Bear because, I mean, he's good. Yeah. And did you see the thighs on that dude? Mm. That dude's running stadium steps every day. Damn straight. Hey, man, we got uh, Douglas Freeman coming on here. Douglas Freeman. Yeah. You want to get Douglas on the phone here? Talk about what he's got in store for 
one of the Hughes brothers coming up December 19th for Empire Fighting Championship. A week before Christmas. Mm. All right, guys. A little of the season's beatings. Season's beatings. We're going to be right back with Douglas Freeman. Jeffrey Hoffman and Nikki the G. Nicholas Sherlock welcoming Douglas Freeman to the Fight Sport Focus podcast. Douglas, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. So Douglas is 2-0 amateur welterweight from the state of Mississippi, number eight ranked amateur welterweight in the state. You've got a big fight coming up with Ethan Hughes, who's made a name for himself uh, in his amateur, young, yet uh, budding amateur career. What are, you, what are you thinking about that matchup coming up? Yeah, I've had uh, I've had three fights, but uh, you know it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to me. I'm a uh, hey man, I'm I'm pumped. You know, I've been you know Ethan, he's as tough as they come, man. You know, I I trained with him at one point before my before my first fight. Went up there and you know sparred with his brother, and uh, you know I had a really good time. You know, so it's you know I'm pumped about it, man. I've never worked this hard. So, you know, so what did you and, what did you see in that training session with uh, the Hughes brothers that made you think that hey, this is a good fight for me? Uh, so you know, Dennis is uh, he's a bit of a brawler, you know, and I've I try I try to fight technical, but when somebody you know brawls with me, of course Dennis is a pro, you know, so he's been doing this for a long time, you know. When he when he tried to you know when he brought it to me, I was like, dang, you know, I got to bring it back. You know, it was just back and forth, you know, and just crazy. You know what I mean? And that's the type of, the, you know, those are the type of people I like to right. to fight, you know, with somebody that's not going to, you know, run from me. Somebody that's going to be in my face the whole time. You Is know that the mean? type of fight that you're looking to have uh, in December? Are you looking for a brawl or are you looking for uh, a more technical uh, exchange? Not not necessarily a brawl, but just a fight. You know, like I know that I know that I'm going to have to bring everything I've got in order to, you know, in order to win, you know what I mean? And but what I about, think, you know, I think it's going to be a real technical matchup. But I can't, you know, I can't wait. And what about Ethan? You said y'all used to train together. What did you notice from training? Are there any holes in his game that you're looking to exploit here in a couple of weeks? Oh, uh, so he had, uh, I think he was recovering from an injury the time that I went up there. Yeah. He had a uh, ACL but, injury, I believe that he recovered from. Yeah, yeah, I think I thought it was. I think it was a shoulder injury that he was having. Okay. At the time, it's been a while. It was. Uh, this was sometime last year. All right. So what you're saying so is training, really, training was a little bit slow because he was uh, healing up, huh? Yeah. No, he didn't train at all. He just came, you know, and watched. You know, me and me and the other guys train together. What gym are you fighting out of now? Uh, I'm I'm fighting out of Grand MMA. I'd only trained with, you know, the Grace United guys once, but uh, I'm really good friends with, you know, uh, Ethan's, one of Ethan's mentors or coaches, David Gordon. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I got a buddy of mine, Trey Wimbro, and, uh, you know, he's, that's where he started out at. And one day he just invited me up to the gym and, and picky in, and I trained up there. And that's, that's the only training I've ever gotten with him. But So you said you're out at Graham MMA, who are some of the other fighters there? Who do you get your reps in with? What's some of the guys that we should be looking out for? Oh man, we you know, we've got a we've got a whole slew of people, man. You know, Brad Kelly, um, you know, he's a pro fighter, but he's making his bare knuckle debut. Oh yeah, uh, we we, we, we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, You're gonna be there at the him. fights? A- absolutely. I plan on it. Cool. Who else do y'all uh, have there at uh, Graham MMA? I've got Brad Kelly, yourself. Keep going. Uh, you know, like I said, we got Brad, me. We got uh, heavyweight Jamal Tatum, mm-hmm. um, Patrick Davis. He's a pro fighter, and uh, you know he's he's like the genius of the whole crew. You know, he's like a he's a he's a real technical guy. 
You know, we got Patrick, we got Trey, my buddy Derek Keys. He fought on his last car, but he lost the real tough fight via split decision. He fought in Hattiesburg November 21st. Okay. Yeah, that Gulf Coast um, MMA 7 card. Yes, sir. Yeah. Man, we, we've got, we're, we're blessed, man. You know, we've got a lot of people coming in and, you know, we don't, we don't do nothing but get better at this point because we're always, you know, pushing each other. So if I had to sell, Johnny Smith, if I had to sell Douglas Freeman, if I had to sell you to a crowd who doesn't know you, what would be one word I could use to sum up who Douglas Freeman is as a fighter? Uh, relentless. All right. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. That's the, I like that a lot. The man. only thing I could come up with. <laughs> Do you have a prediction going into this fight? Do you think you're going to finish, Ethan? Uh, I don't. I don't have any prediction. You know, I know that. Um, no, I don't have a prediction. I just think that it's going to be a war of attrition. I think that it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be back and forth. But are you more of a stand-up guy or more of a ground guy? Um, I like to think that I'm, you know, pretty well-rounded, man. You know, at first, I, you know, I felt like I relied a lot on my jiu-jitsu because I was, I was a little sloppy with the stand-up. Well, but now I feel like I've gotten. Where are you at you know, in the? Like uh, gotten, where are you at in the old ground karate? You a uh, blue belt, purple? Oh, and jiu-jitsu, I'm a blue belt. Okay, all right. It's getting it done. But so I've done a, I've done a lot of no-gi stuff, man. You know, I was deployed overseas, and when uh, you know, we was hanging out in Kuwait. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Anything. I saw that you were in the army, but you look young as hell, man. Uh, first off, how old are you? When were you in the army, and are you still in? Uh, yeah, so I'm 21, man. I joined the army when I was 17. Okay. So uh, I've been in it for a while. I'm in the guard, but uh, I went on a deployment here, here recently. That's really what got me back interested in the MMA. You know, I was on and off as a kid doing it when I was, you know, I started training with, Eric Graham when I was like 13 years old and uh you know I just stayed on and off with it but I got overseas and I didn't really you know you know we went to Syria and then we came back to Kuwait and when we was in Kuwait there really wasn't nothing to do there you know we just you know kind of worked on vehicles all day and you know I would always go to the mat and train so that's really what you know what got my interest back into the into the sport Cool, man. How was it being overseas? Did you uh, get to get out off base any, or uh, did you just get to get a little taste of America somewhere else? I'll tell you what, I hated just about every second of it, but I enjoyed <laughs> the experience. That's great, man. So you said you're still in the guard. Uh, so what you're doing uh, once a month, twice a month, and then you got a couple weeks in the summer? Usually, I don't. You know they kind of they kind of stretch that a little bit in the in the uh, the the recruitment adver advertisement. You know I I spent five days down at Camp Shelby the other day out in the woods, so that sucked. But I had a I had a couple people you know on bar me and throwing punches at me and stuff like that, so I was okay. Yeah, they they usually but stretch usually, out, give you that bare bones uh process that oh it's only one week in a month like this ain't no paulie shore movie this, this is real fucking life and sometimes training takes a little more than two days a month yeah man that's a crock of bull man oh but, yeah we just had a bunch hey, of guys uh that i'm friends with here in the louisiana national guard all get deployed so they're all all uh overseas right now yeah well man it was it was a good experience man and i appreciate what it did for me you know it kind of you know, I was stuck in Kuwait. I didn't really have anything to do. So I was like, man, what if I just train while I'm here, you know? And I was always, I was always kind of scared. I was like, because at that point, I was really considering it to be, you know, something long-term. Yeah. And I was like, well, what if I get back to the gym back in Mississippi and everybody beats the shit out of me? I was like, that's not going to be good. But, uh, you know, it kept me busy. It kept me, you know, something to look for. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we're going to have uh, Ethan coming on the show here in a little bit. Any uh, messages that you want us to relay over? No, no, not at all, man. I'm pumped, dude. I'm ready to. Oh, you got to hype, you gotta hype this fight up, Douglas. I mean, you got you to gotta let us know how you're feeling, man. We need the McGregor special. You wearing the uh, pinstripe fuck you suit for uh, weigh-ins or what? Uh, I'll, probably wear, I'll probably wear a hoodie 
and a pair of pants that might have a couple holes in them, might have a couple paint stamps paint on them you know look at the weigh-ins <laughs> when they go to uh, tell you to face off turn around and fold your arms <laughs> gotta gotta put some flight to. gotta gotta put some flavor on this fight yeah we're trying to get you to sell it man dude i think this is going to be a good fight uh, yeah. we were at ethan's last fight uh when he had a phenomenal win throwing big heavy paws uh shades of his brother in there uh, i think you got a fight on your hands i think it's going to be a good fight man and yeah. uh best of, best of skill bro we look forward to seeing you man yeah, man. Look, man, I absolutely look forward to this fight, man. It's, you know, I don't want to fight bums. I hate, you know, I don't want to fight anybody that's not worth my time. Hey, Ethan's 100% worth my time, you know. I told I told David Gordon, you know, as soon as I stepped out of the cage after fighting Carlos that I wanted to fight Ethan because, you know, I'm not going to get anywhere fighting bums. You know what I mean? Yeah, beat Carlos Talavera, who's a heck of a fighter himself back in uh, September. Golf Coast MMA six. Hey, uh, Doug, man, you got anybody you want to shout out? You want to shout out your coaches, uh, teammates, sponsors? Yeah, man. Shout out to Eric Graham, all my teammates at Graham MMA, you know, like those guys, man, it's a real tight knit group over there. You know, we really know how to push each other. Um, my mom, Shanna Smith, I don't have any sponsors yet, but Maybe soon that'll be, you know, that'll be part of the agenda. Yeah, if you go in there and put Ethan Hughes to sleep, I, def- I promise you you'll get you some sponsors. Yeah, we might be able to talk talk with you a little bit off air uh, some other time about that too, brother. Hey. Right. Hey, how can I tune in? Can I tune into this podcast sometime, like, after I get off the phone with you? So uh, it's going to be released tomorrow. But we do have 15 other heaters online that you can listen to. Absolute heaters. Number 15. I don't know. You might have heard of them. One FC featherweight world champion, Mr. Tom Lee, was here in studio. You can listen to that one to hold you over until this episode is released. And you can hear it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Doug, man. We appreciate the time. I know you're... You're busy. I know you've got uh, training and uh, all those good things going on. Appreciate the time. Best of luck to you. Have a great time. And we're going to see you at uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Oh, yeah. We will be 15. there. Come over Come over and say hi, brother. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, I appreciate y'all taking the time for me, man. Stay tuned December 19th, man. It's going to be Oh, we'll be there. Be a fun Cage night. side. You got it, brother. Hey, Doug, thank you so much for your time. Nick and I will be right back with Ethan Hughes. Jeffrey Hoffman and Nicholas Sherlock welcoming Ethan Hughes to the Fight Sport Focus podcast. Ethan, what is up? What's up, guys? How's it going? So we had the Libros in studio last week. And Ethan, they're not the only set of brothers who train and compete, right? Um, I don't know any others locally, but uh, yeah, there's a... There's there's a quite a few set of brothers coming up. So Ethan, you have a big fight coming up with Mr. Douglas Freeman. We actually just spoke to Douglas, uh, and he wasn't quick to give us any predictions. Yeah, but, he, uh, but he was talking a whole bunch of shit, man. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Douglas, man, he's quite the smack talker. Uh, man, you should have when when you listen back to this episode, man, he went off on you for probably. We had to cut him short, right? It was like 10 minutes, 12 minutes. We were like, like, dude. Whoa, rain it in. Ethan's a good guy. I think he said some something anti-Semitic. It was tough. It was tough oh, to listen sounds, to. Sounds like you guys are trying to stir up some trouble. <laughs> he said something like he's got a secret movie he's been working on where he's going to chew off your eyebrows. I'm sorry, say again? He told me he's got a secret movie he's working on where he's going to chew your eyebrows off. <laughs> No. He, he told us that he came up and said he sparred with your brother and said your brother is more of a brawler. And uh, he had to, he said your brother brought it to him, so he had to bring it back to your brother, but you were injured. Uh, but he really wouldn't give us a prediction, but I'm hoping that you will. How do you see this fight going, man? Well, I mean, obviously I'm hoping to, you know, get the win in. But uh, in terms of how the fight goes, I don't, I don't so much care. 
I guess it's like if it's standing, you know, I'll strike. If it goes to the ground, I'll do that. I uh, really like uh, most of my fights have ended with an arm bar. So, you know, if I can get another one of those, that would be great. Is that a move that you're getting in the gym constantly, or is that just something that keeps happening in fights? People keep giving it to you, so you're taking it. Oh, I get it all the time in gym and in training and stuff. That's the, that's my number one move. Where are you at with your uh, ground karate, man? You're a uh, blue, purple? I'm actually a blue belt. I, uh, tore, whenever I tore my ACL, I took like a long time off the training. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a blue belt, but you know, I get training in with guys like, uh, Kurt Holobo, uh, and other black belts from our gym. So yeah, I'm feel I'm, I'm a, a good blue belt in my mind. But, yeah. Don't belittle yourself, man. There's, there's no such thing as just a blue belt. That's right. Dude, you're a superhero in the real, in the world with the regulars, with these normies, we call them. <laughs> With the with the muggles, uh, you're you're a superhero, sir. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so, I mean, what made you accept this fight with Douglas? I mean, you have to see something in his game that you think you're going to expose. Because I mean, you're four and zero, so I mean, you put that O on the line every time you go in there. You're four and zero. He's two and zero. Somebody's O's got to go, man. Yeah, yeah. I always hear that. I mean, a fight's a fight. I don't really care about records so much. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. I love fighting for uh, Empire FC and uh, a title shot, you know, a 170 title shot. That's awesome. You know, so uh, if he's willing to go, I'm willing to go. Yeah, so this will be your fourth fight with uh, Empire. And Doug was telling us when he visited y'all's gym, uh, he got to train with your brother. I believe you were there and you got to watch uh, Doug go at it with uh, Dennis, correct? Um, I didn't get to watch it. I don't really remember, but my brother did say that he uh, sparred with him. Okay. Has your brother given you any intel? Uh, Dennis tell you about any holes? He give you that, the inside uh, track? Yeah. I'm sorry? Did Did Dennis give you any holes? Tell you about any holes in uh, Douglas's game that you might be looking to exploit here uh, December 19th? Not really. Okay. Just okay. that uh, he's tough. He's tough. You know, willing to take punishment and stuff, you know? Could be a secrecy thing going on, right? They they might have a whole game plan. And, uh, you know, they they might have a whole game plan together. And uh, we're we're just getting the silent treatment here. Maybe after the fight, uh, Ethan will be like, aha, we had a whole fucking thing planned, and I couldn't tell you on the podcast because I didn't want uh, old Douglas knowing. Could be a situation. I'll take it like it's that. So so let's so so let's change gears here a little bit. Who do you think the most handsome man in mixed martial arts is? I'm sorry, but can you say again? <laughs> Said, who do you think the most handsome man in mixed martial arts is? The most uh, dangerous man in mixed martial arts? No, no, no. The most handsome man in mixed martial arts. I'm going to go on a limb and say Mr. Michael Chandler. That's a beautiful man. Handsome. Uh, I, I couldn't really say. I guess I don't. I don't. Really, I don't know. <laughs> you don't look at men and judge their beauty. Come on, dude. I mean, it's, it's, it's twenty twenty. Don't be like that. I feel, I feel like we keep visiting this in this episode. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna well, go and say. I, I blame. Uh, I blame Shogun since he wants to start uh, perfecting the anal palata. All these guys just opens up new doors okay. and possibilities <laughs> in the sport of mixed martial arts. I would say uh, probably the best looking guys. Uh, I would say just as like I guess in, I envy, you know, it's probably like uh, Paula Costa and. Um, no, that's a good. That's one. an answer. That is a good. Now, answer. Now, if I was you, I would have said Ethan Hughes. Ethan Hughes is the most <laughs> handsome man in mixed martial arts. Boys, I'm gonna go on a limb, a limb here and say uh, some uh, Cody Garbrandt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't like him just because of his stolen nickname. <laughs> No, the, got a lot of <laughs> the neck, the neck tattoos are what, what does it, you know? All right, I mean, neck tattoos are your thing. I mean, we know what's going on. So ladies, if you're interested in Jeffrey L. Hefe Hoffman, get you a neck tattoo, score you some major points. <laughs> so what's your training schedule like right now, Ethan? Are you training once a day, twice a day? Uh, are you working full time or is kind of training your job? Uh, I have a job. Uh, I, it's pretty flexible. They kind of let me uh, train mostly how I want to, you know, and get get good hours and stuff. Um, what I do on most days is I'll uh, try and go to the, uh, I guess, like workout gym, you know, like the uh, gym gym, lifting weights and stuff, and uh, get up to the school. And 
hit the bag, you know, just kind of work on my fitness. And then later uh, in the day, I normally uh, will head to different spots to train. Me and my brother, we travel a lot. See, we both train together all the time. And uh, every day of the week, uh, except for about Saturday and Sunday, we uh, we train. So y'all training at uh, Gracie United, right? Yes, sir. Who uh, is training with y'all there, man? Who's uh, some of the guys you're getting a lot of reps in with? Uh, what's some of the guys that we should be looking out for? Other than you and your brother, of course. Uh, some of the guys training with, uh, oh, man, we get to, like, Kurt Holubo, Carlton Terrence. Um, yeah, Carlton's Robert awesome, Robert Dunn, David Gordon. Um, yeah, man, we got, we got a big team. I actually, they had a... Uh, what was it? It was a um, who was the best team in the South? Uh, I guess vote thing to vote on, and we weren't even on there. I was like, "What?" Yeah, that was our that was our poll, uh, young Ethan. And, and, oh, uh, it's you guys. Okay, so now I know who to blame. Well, you didn't even remember us doing an interview with you, so you can't be too upset. Okay. What comes around goes around, bitches. <laughs> you can't be too upset. So, guys from Grace United, blame Ethan Hughes. He is your Huckleberry for this one. So, what's your diet like, Ethan? What do you normally walk at? Uh, how much weight do you cut? Do you need a hard diet? You want a meal plan, or you just kind of wing it? Um, it's it's a. Uh, different for i guess every fight i know my first fight it was probably the hardest one and i was like 190 197 or something i was almost 200 pounds and i cut down to uh i got 165 i was supposed to fight at 170 but you know i got i got down to 165 oh wow and um since then i guess the weight test hasn't been as hard because i know what to do i like drink a lot of water and uh you know eat plenty of fish uh <laughs> rice and uh other things like that you also been so, bouncing around right a little now, bit huh uh your last fight with logan crosby was at middleweight right 185 yeah yeah i was uh supposed to actually fight douglas freeman a little bit earlier uh, yeah on the icon card actually uh, and what, what happened there why did that why'd that one fall through was that on your end or uh doug's uh he he said that I think he had like training or something like that that he didn't know. It was unexpected plans or something. So it was, uh, he said that he uh, couldn't do it at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he was telling us about uh, the National Guard stuff gone on. So I think he had a uh, commitment with them. Uh, so yeah, you're fighting at 170 here coming up, Empire FC7. Is it easy for you to get down to 170 now or uh, still a little bit of a struggle? Oh, yeah. I'm doing a pretty good now like i said i've been hit i've only recently started hitting the gym and uh now i feel like my cardio is better than ever my strength better than ever i can see my jawline don't got that double chin <laughs> and uh i'm probably about uh 12 pounds out you know so that's not a hard weight cut at all so you're walking around at 182 right now yes sir all right what are you usually walking around at you know just day-to-day uh, life well my last couple fights probably probably around 186 87 not too different okay so taking a 185 pound fight against crosby last you didn't have to cut you just kind of fighting that weight no that one was like spur of the notice like it was only like a week or so advanced or something like that and dude uh came in how much did he weigh i think he was probably about 200 and 10 or something like that. I don't know. He was way overweight. So we just kind of, you know, we're going with whatever we could do. Yeah. How did you feel in that fight without having to go through a weight cut? Did you feel like you had uh, any more strength, any more mental clarity? Uh, I felt really good. It was my first fight back since I uh, tore my ACL. So I guess, uh, you know, it helped get some ring rust off, you know? And um, yeah, I, I felt, I felt really good, really strong for it. How'd you tear your ACL? Uh, I was actually, I was sparring at the gym. And the same way I get all of my injuries, I was sparring with my brother. Uh, I threw a punch. He uh, went for a trip, and my knee just, just tore gave. How long did it take for you to recover fully? Um, before I could start getting back in the gym, it was probably about nine months or something like that. Hmm. All right, Ethan, here's the real question, man. You, you guys are at a family barbecue. 
you and your brother start getting into it, right? It's getting heated. It's getting past the point of light sparring. Like you guys are are about to throw hands. Who's, who's winning <laughs> oh, that man. fight? Every occasion that we get, we spar. I mean, for actually, actually, my brother just got married here recently, and uh, on his wedding night, we put on some gloves and we started sparring to some Final Fantasy background music. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, so I'm talking about this is beyond sparring. You know, like it, it's getting personal at this point. You guys are you. You want to fuck each other Some, up. Somebody got the last piece of pumpkin pie, and there is no more. Who's winning that fight, man? Is it going to be you or uh, Dennis? Who's getting that sweet pie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would, oh, I would take me all of it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but he would tell you, he would tell you something different. I was, <laughs> I was going to ask, is Papa Hughes coming in, and he's going to break this fight up and kick both of y'all's asses? I mean, that's always an option. So what do you, what do you do for downtime, Ethan? You're a movie guy, uh, a, a Netflix guy. You follow some old sports. What, what's your what's your pleasure? Um, I'm sorry. Say again. What do you do in your downtime? Are you like a Netflix guy? You watch TV. You're a movies guy. You're a you're an outdoorsman. Uh, I heard rumors that you might be a poet. Uh, I don't really have much downtime, but I uh, in the times that I do, you know, I'm not training and uh, working. I uh, I like to draw. I uh. Play like ukulele and guitar a little bit. So the artsy um, type. I love video, any video game. I think you need to play the ukulele. As soon as they, if they raise your hand, you need to throw the gloves off immediately. And when I interview you, because you know, interviews are for winners. Yeah. That's the only way you get to talk to me is if you win. Uh, All right, man. Just as long as you ukulele it up. Take that mouthpiece out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, I'll remind you to take the mouthpiece out, but you need to have the ukulele and just get the strumming the whole time we're talking. Yeah. And also, I would like to point out at this time of the conversation i think it's pronounced ukulele so just continue you know, just hey side note hey we're from the south and we're gonna say ukulele if we damn well please <laughs> all right very important stuff <laughs> ethan man this is your time anybody you want to shout out uh school sponsors coaches teammates give us your shine man oh yeah man uh Team Jacal South, we're coming, man. Kurt Hollibo, he just had an XFC fight. Uh, Great fight. Just won his fight. Gage, Gil, my team, all my teammates. Yeah, Carlton, I guys. saw Carlton won his fight, man. That's uh, what's going on there. They got Nunzio out there too, huh? Nunzio. Do what? The Nunzilla. Oh yeah, Nunzilla. Yeah. Nunzilla won his <laughs> last fight as well. And that's right, he did. That's right. Our team has been really tearing it up, man. I guess the big difference in the team thing, and I think why Mid-City is running away with it, is just because of the fact Tan Lee is the one FC featherweight world champion. He won a huge belt on one of the largest promotions in the world. Yep. It's just hard to argue with that. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely a very – he seems like a very skilled fighter. I, I, I would love to train with him one day. Any of those guys. Any uh, – I, I like the South. You know, that's uh, that's where we come from. Uh, oh, yeah. Ethan, any of you guys going out to the uh, Bare Knuckle card coming up on December 11th? Uh, I don't think so, no. I'm excited to see it, though. All right. Well, hey, you can always check it out on the uh, BKTV app. Ethan, thank you so much for being here, man. I know you're busy. You got a lot of a lot going on, a lot on your plate. You got a big fight coming up against Douglas Freeman. That's going to be Empire FC 7, December 19th. Ethan, man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, man. Nick and I will be right back. Paid. Get money, money, money. Jeffrey Hoffman and Nikki the G. Welcome you guys back to the Fight Sport Focus Podcast. Nick, how some sweet tunes you had going on there, man. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, everybody knows the G is for gorgeous ass singer. No homo. Uh, that's what it stands. I've already explained that to you. Whenever you say no homo in itself is very homosexual. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being homosexual. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Not you, at all. You might be on some uh 30th century thought man here we are the suckers still in the 20th century man and you're 
damn near a millennium ahead of us. Uh, some would say I'm one of the greatest thinkers of our generation. Some. Some would say. Mm. I've, I've heard it whispered in corners. Some Hushed is a whisper. very subjective term. And it's going to stay that way. <laughs> hey, guys. Picks for UFC Fight Night. Hermanson versus Vittori. The Italian Dream. They're coming up on uh, Friday's episode. Friday, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. We're going to have Professor Marcus Dempsey here in studio. Always nice to have a guest with us. Absolutely. Know? We say Damn. a lot of weird shit, and I think sometimes it gets lost electronically through the phone. But when you're looking a man in his eyes and you reach over and start rubbing on his thigh, oh. you know, there, there's a whole different dynamic there that you can't do over the telephone. Right. So it's. I mean, you, YouTube video is coming, guys, maybe early next year uh, on the first quarter. We're going to try to get that set up. Um, but, yeah, we are uh, we might also possibly, if you're lucky, announce who the Fight Sport Focus Hall of Fame Ooh. inductee is going to be. Yeah, we should do and I know the votes aren't being counted on the website where you can see them, but they are being counted and we can see. So continue to vote. Yeah, you're you're in the 30th century. So you've got some technology going on. You're you're still tallying up. You've got philosophies. You've got oh, yeah. technological things oh, happening. Yeah. You're I've been handing out paper ballots a lot. So I mean, yeah, we're 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 in it. People are voting or emailing me saying vote for this guy. And I go, who is that guy? <laughs> And they go, just write him in. And I'm like, that's not how it works. And you're writing in Evan Freeman, every single one. <laughs> we can't we can't say that out loud. But yes, my personal pick for up and comer of the uh, up and comer is Mr. Evan Freeman. But I mean, that's no disrespect to all the other great athletes out there. Mm -hmm. Speaking of up and comers and great athletes, uh, we're going to be joined by Nakia Brown Friday oh. over the telephone. We're going to give him a call Coming with in. Marcus, Professor Marcus. In studio, so obviously Nakia, yeah, one of the most exciting young amateur prospects from the Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah, he is. Had him a fight with island fights that... Uh, Representing old T-Web MMA, but yeah, he got, had to pull out of that fight, but I guess he can uh, illuminate us. Yeah, well, he had he had a Rona situation, so it's nice. Well, we'll yep. talk with a fighter who uh, got the, the vid and uh, recovered from it so we can see, you know, how it impacted his training, um, you know, and what how it affected him, you know, as an yeah. athlete, you know, did, was it as serious as it might've been for somebody else? You're young, you're in shape, man. What happened? Tell we us, have, walk we have, us through it. We have a lot of exciting guests coming up because we have a lot of MMA action going on here in the Gulf coast region in this month of December seasons beatings for sure. 16th episode of the fight sport focus podcast in the books damn straight don't forget guys follow us on all platforms facebook instagram twitter at fight sport focus and visit our website fightsportfocus.com new episodes are dropping twice weekly so subscribe to and share this podcast on spotify itunes google or wherever you get your podcasts and until next to the time pains theme song sometime oh, this week my goodness. yes indeed show me that smile I'm Jeffrey Hoffman, and that was Nicholas Sherlock. Thanks for listening.